Hi, welcome back to Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast. My name is Julian Guderlai and today I will take you one more time into the jungle, one of the amazing mastermind recording sessions during the Freedom Culture Mastermind. Today's guest is Joe McVean. He's an authenticity coach and branding consultant. Oh, please enjoy the episode with Joe McQueen. Make sure to be in touch. Either. Truly love to hear from you. Make sure you reach out on Instagram or Facebook or simply refer this or another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast to one of your friends or people you work with. Please leave a review on Apple podcast so more people get the hearing pleasure of following the journey of holistic visions for planet Earth. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Joe McGreen. In that moment, just realize that if I live a life I hated so that someday I could step into my dream and then teach people how to walk a journey that was inspiring to them, I could only ever teach them at the end of that road how to live a life that they hated. Coolio, here we are, another episode. My name is Julian Guderlai and I'm here with Joe. Hi, Joe. I, I love hanging out with people in the jungle. <laughs> this guy's name is Joe McVean. He is a authentic branding well, coach. Coach, consultant, human, whatever. Yeah, I call myself a coach, though. Nice. Funny story in how I came to the word coach to call myself a coach. We, yeah. We can get into. Like, I just started. Drop in, vulnerability. I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, coaching is like the future, if you ask me. Like, mentorship and authentic relating with people that can help you be the better you. Way to go. When I actually allowed myself to have a coach, my life changed. Really? Yeah. It just got better. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. actually the truth. Me too, man. Yeah. yeah I, I actually didn't know what that word meant. My dream was always to be an inspirational speaker. But like most people, I didn't let myself think that my dream was possible. Maybe some people have awesome upbringings and they're surrounded by people that are super empowering and, and, mm -hmm. and help them believe in their dreams. But for me, growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, is like, what is it? What, who, who pays a speaker? What does that even mean? You know, there was people on YouTube, but the bridge to that was impossible to cross. But I was right. working a soul-crushing job, and, and one day I just I looked up at the, the 2017 solar eclipse, actually, and I was like, in that moment, just realized that if I live a life I hated so that someday I could step into my dream and then teach people how to walk a journey that was inspiring to them, I could only ever teach them at the end of that road how to live a life that they hated. So it dawned on me in that one powerful moment that the only answer was to quit and start doing it now start just leaping somehow and so i quit and i'm in this place all of a sudden where i have no idea where the money's going to come from i've got a rent bill coming up and just started paying for everything on credit cards this income stopped rolling in and i just made facebook videos every single day just speaking my truth just with whatever's there after a meditation wow you just dro dropped into action and basically activated yeah. your the equinox this is this is <laughs> right I, I love when cosmic serendipity kind of helps us question our life path no matter where we are in our life path i i'm a total believer of my own commitment in myself mm. to steadily be able to transform and I think your vulnerability just now like I relate so much like for me actually that happened when I, I worked with BMW at the time I was living a form of a dream of my, my own vision as well like that was like the German dream I grew up in I was an event manager it was amazing in Stuttgart we, right uh, they're, they're in Munich but we were in Vancouver at that event that I, mm. I'm trying to share my um, like kind of what happened because I was somewhat aware of it while it occurred, but basically we were selling, well, we're not, we weren't selling, we were hosting events to for people to experience the cars that might later on buy them. But we were basically offering an experience with an oil combustion engine car. And this guy drives up in a 
not even a Tesla, it was a Fiker at the time. Mm. And he like literally hands me the cable of his electric car. He's like, hey, can you plug this in? And the moment I received this cable into my hand, I was like, hmm, oh wow. Yeah, I think I'm definitely now going to quit my job. And <laughs> a month later, I, I, was, I was done. I wrapped up the tour and, 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 and moved on, you know, and then had a like, soul search for two to six months to like really wow. understand where is the, where's my offering for the community that I'm in, which happened to then be Vancouver Island. Yeah, so cool, though. But like the vision that you had had no space to come into your life when you were filling your time doing something that wasn't in alignment with your soul, right? I think that's where pretty much everybody who's in a situation they don't want to be in is stuck in right now. That's like, yeah, I'd love to do X, Y, Z, be an inspirational speaker or an author or a coach or just play more around the beach. But I've got bills to pay and I got to be realistic and all this sorts of stuff that keeps everybody small and practical. And really the only way. Well, that bills are to be paid, right? I mean, there is there is yeah. the, there is the, the kind of the back and forth. But it, it, it always requires us to also trust a leap of faith and right, trust ourselves exactly. to, to kind of pivot direction and make steps forward i think for me it that has a lot to do with like staying active yeah it's actually. kind of like like your body you don't go to the gym once <laughs> and then you've done it right like yeah. you you continue to do that like every other week or maybe multiple times a week maybe multiple mm -hmm. times a day same with reading you don't read one book this is something that's a continuous process yeah so work is the same way so only because a pivot occurs and you maybe leave a job or you um, have to leave a job or you may leave a job yeah within the next however long your runway is, even if it's zero days within the now, you're able to make a step towards the next available direction, I guess, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So t tell me more, when was the first time that you started thinking about what would the world look like if everybody would have an authentic brand from their heart? Oh my God. I'm still not even sure what it would look like because it's, it's such a beautiful concept that we're really still so far from. You know, we've made leaps and bounds progress over decades, but man, um, starting to realize that I guess how, how much brighter my life could be as soon as I started realizing that my dream could be possible. You know, on blind faith realizing it could be possible. Everything around me got better. The people that I attracted into my life were healthier, more empowering, more positive. Um, I found it easier not to have so much self-doubt and negative self-talk as I had brighter people around me, people who are entrepreneurs and inspirational and things like that. Um, and if my life could evolve so much like this, basically it's like a lot, of, a lot of us are closed flower buds, you know? And when you just allow yourself to have a bias towards action and put yourself in a situation where you're on faith believing that your dream might be possible and taking action in that direction, all of a sudden you become this person who's just opened up, you know, and you, you yeah. have a little bit more freedom for full self-expression. You have a little bit more courage to be seen for who you really are. And when that happens, life naturally pollinates you. Life naturally comes to you. And I've never actually talked about this before, but it just came to me, perhaps because we're in the jungle. It's but. definitely because we're in the jungle. <laughs> These are the kind of things that happen when you spend ta extended times in nature. I mean, this yeah. is just three days that we're into this experience. Even after five, six, seven days, I mean, we luckily are able to go to Envision tomorrow i believe so yeah. we're gonna have continuous time in nature i guess but after six seven eight days like your mind starts ticking in a very different ways like the, the the linear way of thinking to get to a solution starts not being the first alternative in your mind you right. there's like a form of trust and faith in the pollination of natural kind of uh life or creation or photosynthesis and plants and the way we interact with all the species around us and how we move through the space i feel like the jungle invites me into very different life experiences than I have in the city. So for me, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I'm here. It's consistently offering diversity to my life experience. 
So the epigenetic process of me living as the DNA genetic body I am, yeah, like thrives, fosters, you know, like facilitates something that that I really enjoy and or want to enjoy. Or yeah. if it's challenging, that I can go through to transform in a peaceful and held or safe or somewhat safe kind of conscious creation that that yeah. that I think life is, you know. And I think this experience, what you just beautifully explained, is what life is always trying to give to us. This feeling of like, you're taken care of, synchronicity is right around the corner, all of your dreams are this far away from you. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, love that, I love that. Yeah, like life is always trying to do that, but when you're so stuffed up with stuff that doesn't align with you, that's not your heart, that's not your passion, that you never actually consciously designed into your life, it's just what came to you. You know, I think a lot of people are stuck in that place where, you know, synchronicity sounds like a myth. You know, and it and it is and experientially it is a myth to them because they're not thoughts, feelings, and actions aligned with what could bring them into the the jungle of their life, so to speak. Maybe you know, it's this beautiful place where you really have to trust life first. And I think we talked a little bit on the hike in here, if we did the three yeah. hike in here, that which was I think, which was epic, by the way. I it mean, was. Just yeah. hiking into a place like Punta Mona does mean like seeing how many different species of plants and animals like oh man we saw a sloth we saw monkeys we saw I had a spider on my face you had a spider on your face <laughs> yeah the, i definitely <laughs> opted out of that experience but you <laughs> bravely stepped in so that was pretty cool yeah i but think i think it's the jungle is just that rich yeah absolutely and we had a conversation there about how yes heart-centeredness is very important spirituality is beautiful have a vision board for sure light your candles do your meditation all that stuff but you have to have a bias towards action, you know, because life will only ever meet you halfway and not a step further. Boom. That's 100% true to my life experience. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people, like, I, I help a lot of very heart-centered entrepreneurs really figure out how to navigate the, the business world. Because so many people, like, they did. They, they lit the candles. They did the vision board. They did all the stuff. They're like, I'm doing the law of attraction thing. Why am I not rich? And the answer is you haven't really started to think about life practically and stop to think of your ego like some demon in your head. Yeah. But it's a tool. Everything's a tool. Well, I, I would well. say from the teachers that I followed, we're 100% spiritual and we're 100% material. <laughs> There's no exclusivity. There's no separation. There's no right, separation, right. yeah. It's, Genius. it's a non-dual way of, of, of living and embracing. And for me, honestly, I'd, I'd say practicing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let me ask you some, some rapid-fire questions just right to kind me. of uh, mix it up a bit. So... You can say either yes or no, or either or or both, or Love it. whichever one you prefer. What do you prefer, bungalow or camp, tent? Bungalow. Bungalow. Oh, my God. Ocean or lake water? Ooh, God, I'm so scared of the ocean. But for that reason, ocean, yeah, I got a lot to overcome there. Too many Jaws movies when I was growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jungle or desert? <laughs> Jungle, man. Oh, yeah. Desert sucks. Everything wants to kill you. Well, jungle, a lot of things want to kill you too, but mm -hmm. at least it's prettier. Water or kombucha? Mm. Man, I'm, can I throw a quick story in? Or does it have to be rapid fire? Keep going. Yeah, yeah. growing the up in Cleveland. story is great. Everything that is That was my last rapid tinted, fire question. Cool. Anything that's, that's tinted <laughs> spiritual at all. Yeah. Um, in the crowd that I grew up in, like wanting to be a U.S. Marine, listening to country music, drinking beer, football, and, and work was like my religion. Um, for a lot of growing up in Cleveland. Wonderful people. That's just the, the culture kind of how it's set up sometimes. Um, anything that is, anything considered Californian is too hippie to make you cool. So uh, I've been taught to think that kombucha is the devil most of my life, but the truth is it is absolutely delicious. And well, yeah, it's, it's like it's so like good for you. Fermented drink that fizzles like 
champagne. Like, yeah, I remember going to a bar once with a couple of buddies, and a dude ordered kombucha, and we were like, kombucha, what is this guy doing? And now here I am, I drink it like twice wow. a week. <laughs> it's a very real story. Thanks for that vulnerable share. I think it's so curious to see all these different cultural patterns that 8 billion humans bring to the table, because <laughs> there's a lot of culture out there, and there's a lot of way how we also suppress our culture. Yeah. So I, I always love to learn more because I can't even imagine how it would be to grow up in Ohio. I, ha I actually have no idea because I didn't, I didn't grow up there. Yeah. So thanks for sharing this. No worries, man. So, Joe, what does freedom culture mean to you? Yeah. Coming to know freedom culture as it exists within this community, um, I think it's better than I would have thought. But if you would have asked me that before I'd ever met Mark Angelo or yourself or anybody else who's involved in this organization and this movement... Um, I would have said, well, it sounds a lot like the courage to be seen for who we really are being the norm. You know, it sounds a lot like just a, a culture where, you know, we can actually feel freedom, not just talk about freedom, not just vote for freedom, but like be free on the inside, internally free. And then coming here and experiencing you guys, it's like so much more experiential than I ever would have thought. In fact, I'll be totally honest with you. I judged Mark Angelo the first time I saw him on the video because he appeared more put together, more successful or whatever than me. And I was like really in this place of like judgment of him. Um, and so I almost didn't want to come. That's a rich story. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I almost didn't want to come because yeah. I was like, oh, no, those guys are just ego. And then I realized that like, the, I'm really trying not to swear. If it slips out, I'll promise. Uh, I, it's all okay. good. We're, cool. we're in the jungle. Yeah, we're in the jungle. So I'm like. I came here and I met him. He was actually the first hand I shook here. He happened to be sitting outside. I didn't, didn't know him by face. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Serendipity uh, rolling. And I met him and I was like, wow, what a human being and what an asshole I've been just judging somebody that I didn't even know. And yeah. then I realized also <laughs> that that part of me that was judging somebody I, yeah, that was we perceived We all know how successful. that feels, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I realized what an asshole part of me that was judging somebody I didn't even know. That's the same part of me that's stopping the next level of abundance that I'm calling in to come in. Because if you think anything in the world, like you said, if anything in the world isn't holy or isn't spiritual or is, is not right or not the right way, oh, he or she is all about money or something stupid that our yeah, yeah, yeah. tells us. A form of limitation in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just like your own fighting against yourself. So coming here has been this ridiculous experience of like these unbelievable humans are just humans yeah you know like yeah we this is brands, one of my favorite sentences of mark actually him being my friend is like i'm just making it up as much as you're making it up man Fucking, yeah because so this true. is how the world is actually put together i mean there's a whole bunch of agreements and uh structures laid out in the world but ultimately it's a bunch of humans making it up and yeah we we, we might be we might be just monkeys who recently found mushrooms you know <laughs> you know so so and a little bit of coffee yeah, yeah exactly so <laughs> So let's not take ourselves too serious all the time, I guess. Yeah. And mm -hmm. for the record, Mark's mm -hmm. probably going to watch this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely he's going to watch Mark, this. Mark has, uh, you, I'll tell Mark, him to watch it. have really just shown me via your heart how much of an asshole I was. And so you've honestly made me a leaps and bounds better person by you just, you know, being you in face of a judgment you didn't even know was there which was just me being wrong for having in the first place. But freedom culture isn't just, isn't just Mark is a great example of oh, that. Yeah, everybody it's all, he brings. It's, it's everybody who is attracted in this Unbelievable. Field, exactly. everybody, yeah. in, everybody here is like doing something incredible in the world, but they're just wonderful humans. I want I to drop in into that sentence, though. Like, thank you for offering your own reflection of how you felt guilt or shame or, or, or your judgment turned into like feeling like an asshole. I think mm -hmm. judgment is such a useful tool for humans to yeah, evolve who we are. 
Yeah. Because judgment happens if we like it or not. That's a, it's a function of our brain to make sense of where we are in time and space, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, am I too cold? Am I too warm? That's a judgment. It's an observation that, that's, that's creating uh, the basic line of data to then make the next decision. Mm-hmm. So also, obviously, that happens in our interpersonal relating. And probably there's a lot of really all over the place judgment out there in the world. Yeah. And yet sometimes judgment, when we start looking at it and it, it actually there's like curiosity or excitement in there and we're like, let me just follow those breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that the universe lined out there. Then the judgment turns into like the trim tab, you know, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the leverage point where if we just lean in and do that step of action that we just talked about a little earlier life shows us life is like yeah. oh and i also got you back here's another hundred awesome humans <laughs> yeah that the dream yeah. of a world like you dream of and are in fact already embodying it mm-hmm. right because as you as you said we're totally. we're 100 percent spiritual and 100 percent material so light the candles meditate do it daily do your breath work repeat your mantras upgrade your neurolinguistic programming upgrade the toolkit of what it means to be a human just like you'd update the ios on your iphone you know mm-hmm. and then also be a material being that creates something that's either artistic or creative or innovative and helps better mm-hmm. the state of the world. Yeah. I love absolutely. that you help people do that. So we have like another question or two. And, you know, I, I host a show called Green Planet, Blue Planet. And awesome. I'm on a quest about the topic Earth Vision. So I'm all about sharing this idea of what is the world that we'd actually believe is worth living in? What would it actually look and feel like? And I know a lot of people already live in a world that they think is worth living in, which is beautiful. And we have shared global goals like the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs that are, I mean, like the to-do list of the world mm-hmm. in 2019. It, like beyond that, what is the more beautiful world your heart knows is possible? Mm. Yeah, words are tough when it comes to this because obviously it's just a feeling thing, but... Uh, the best words I could put onto, be, onto it would be a world where everybody is internally and externally free to be their brightest self. So internally is a really important part because we've all got these demons and the self-doubt, and this negative self-image and this negative self-thinking and all sorts of crap that goes on in our head. And like we talked about judgment and ego and all sorts of stuff that stops us from even A, thinking our dreams impossible. And then when we think they're possible, thinking that the avenues to make them more happen sooner are bad or judge against those, you know? So, like, inwardly, like, we are so one of our worst enemies, you know? And then, Mm. so that's the inward side, but then outwardly free, that's, like, society, you know? That's, like, having the the laws set up in such that you could start a business, which in America we can. Of course, it's very easy, but in a lot of places in the world, they're not so free to do so, and the economy is just terrible. And sometimes you can be born into a situation where no matter how big you dream or how many times... You stumble into a YouTube video if you're lucky enough to have a, a access to YouTube. Like, still, you're not allowed. Like, some places in the Middle East, if you're a woman or something like that. So, the future that I envision is far bigger than just internal tra- internal transformation, but it's also external transformation in the form of like societal cradling of this, enabling the spiritual to come into the practical, like you said. You know, like letting it start in the inside and then come to the outside and having people free to create and be fulfilled because I think that's the only way we end up fulfilled is when we're creating from our vision of what's possible versus creating because it's the situation we're put into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm just going to 
poke one more time into yeah. your heart space then like sure what what does that feel like for you like in bringing that to the now so instead of maybe envisioning that earth in our mind's eye like that feeling place i mean yeah it's it's a great ride to be able to create a business it's, it's yeah. even better if you can create a business that is like your spiritual practice of becoming a better human being sure and bettering the world but w what does it feel like for you to live in freedom just a feeling if you feel that it in your heart that is a damn good question to live in freedom does not always happen for me because I've got an electrical engineering degree and that sneaks in. What it feels like <laughs> for me is when I uh, remember that life always has my back. And those moments when literally, literally I guess the, the mm. lever to pull to start feeling freedom for me is surrender. And surrendering to not having all the answers. And sure, I'll lay a plan, but I surrender to the how. You know, I, I, lay, I lay like a plan towards the outcome as a general structure, but surrendering to the how and especially like where where the rubber hits, hits the road for me is when I'm talking to somebody and yeah I've got a to-do list of like what would help them in their business what would help them build their personal brand what would help them reach their ideal customer and the next words out of my mouth if I've planned them ahead and sort of scripted the conversation on paper or in my head it's never hard you know if I plan it all the way out but when I have an intention of how to really help that human being and move from trust that the next words that come through me or in some channeling kind of way is the right word, right step for them is the right thing for them to hear. There's so much transformation that happens. And it's almost like our heart already knows how to help the person in front of us because we evolved that way. Like if you're my brother in a tribe, you know, and we're us against the other tribe, like we're going to have all of these evolutionary equipment things built in yeah. for us to connect on a way that makes us feel totally, totally bonded. And I think freedom is that ability to let that connection happen whenever it's actually trying to happen, like life is trying to bring it to us. And the, like I said, the lever to pull for that is surrendering, surrendering to not always having the right answer. Yeah, I love that answer, actually, that not knowing creates the space for the feeling of freedom for you. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you a last question. And, you know, <laughs> not knowing, <laughs> I'm pondering that still. It's actually it's so powerful. Not knowing is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Actually, love you for not knowing what to say next. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what to say next, and I'm totally <laughs> allowing that. So let me come up with an emerging question mm -hmm. in this moment without needing to, to make it up from something that I, I thought I'm going to ask you. Let me ask the other way around then. Is there anything you'd like to share that like, recently made you smile or gave you like, just this feedback that life has you back? Yeah, uh, the reason that I'm here was because now it's what, like Tuesday, Friday of last week yeah. when we were meeting for the mastermind, like my girlfriend Kelly had a ticket to come, but I thought it was all just like sustainable community people, you know, with Mark Angelo, who I didn't totally resonate with his videos. So like I wasn't like down to come and I came to drop her off in San Jose, Costa Rica. I was just going to go to the beach and meet her in vision. And then, like I said, I met Mark Angelo. I shook his hand. And then I met Marcus, and I shook his hand. I met Denver, and I shook his hand. And these, I was like, these people are amazing. And I'm, I'm, like, being called. I didn't know what it was right away. So I went back and laid down on my bed in the hotel. I didn't know that. This yeah. is such a red story. Oh, my God, I know. I laid down in my hotel. I was like, oh, shit. Something's happening here. All right. And so, like, Kelly came back in the room. I was like, honey. Yeah, Joe? Uh, just want to throw this out there. What if I went over there? I know they're preparing for a dinner and like kicking off the mastermind tonight. But what if I went over there and said like, hey, do you guys have another ticket somehow? Like, I'm happy to Venmo you whatever it costs, but I need to be here. 
you know. And so we talked to like three different people. Garrett, well, I'm Sam, glad you're here. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, but that was totally surrender because I had a plan of how I was going to be. I was just going to go to the hostel and just crank out the next thing, you know, related to my Facebook group and an upcoming book and all this right, stuff. Right, right, right. I was just going to like live behind a laptop at a hostel somewhere. And in the moment, like this thing, it happens in my stomach, you know, this, this thing was like, Joe, you came here like a moth to a light strip for a reason. Fucking follow it. Follow the love. Yeah. Joe, follow the love. <laughs> <sighs> Where can people find your work and find out more about the authentic branding work, and work you do? Yeah. So if you want to follow me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, it's Joe McVean, J-O-E-M-C, capital V-E-E-N. Um, yeah. And so I'm always sharing things that come up just like this, you know. And so people have given me a lot of content strategies. You got to plan, you know, you know give this piece of content, this piece of content, this piece of content, whatever, and like research stuff and give the seven easy steps to blah, blah, blah. But what I do is just like get into a state of feeling and then just like authentically share whatever comes through in video. Sometimes I like cry in videos. Sometimes it's just like, I just want to show an example of authentically being seen for who you really are. Yeah. Fuck yes. to yeah. authentically being ourselves. Joe, such a pleasure. And let's talk about offline, how we can support each other more in this, this bigger dream you actually mentioned. Yeah of stepping onto stage and sharing more and more about how your freedom is a, another trim tap, another leverage point Absolutely, for, man. for massive transformation. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet, dude. Love everybody. Yeah. <laughs>